Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. What's poppin', good people? I hope week four was good to you. Welcome back to the best new fantasy football podcast on the air. The Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I am your host, Zay. As always, I got my guy, Young Vander, with me. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? Yo, we have an epic review for you today. Week four review, week five, waiver wire, goal, news, and notes. If you want to join us on Facebook, we're at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group on IG at Fantasy Football Fiend and Fantasy Football Fiend F E I N at Gmail for promos and advertising. Let's go right ahead and hop into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So week four has probably put a few fantasy owners on tilt due to injury. We have a couple of injuries that could be very far reaching. Javante Williams of the Broncos is believed to have suffered a serious knee injury in Sunday's 32 to 23 loss to Vegas per Ian Rappaport. And his information is normally pretty spot on. Is this go get Gordon time? Do we think that Gordon would just be a guy? Is this a boom? move normally when you say serious knee injury we're talking about months i would think right go out and get gordon huh i guess uh maybe if you were a javanta owner maybe you had the handcuff i guess you can't go out and buy gordon but to me yeah. i think this is more of a waiver mike boom type okay. of move because gotcha. even if you've seen the game he ended up with more carries than gordon did i don't know if you mm, paid okay. attention you know what i'm saying but uh gordon was having a little fumbling issue and it was something right that he fumbled was, twice i believe right and it was something that they you know have been kind of like you know concerned about boom did kind of like led the charge and it, it seems like in any facet that's going to be a two-headed kind of backfield anyway right so why not do the waiver get a guy like Boone in I mean he had three carries for 20 yards which is a good per touch and he caught a ball for nine yards so okay. I would go get Boone me personally because I think the Gordon owner is going to charge you premium because he's feeling that he's the number one now so right. I'd rather go get the the really nice used car that holds value <laughs> I feel you I feel you now the Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, he suffered an ankle injury. They're stating now that it's not overly serious, nothing major. It may keep him off the field this week because they have a Thursday night game. But they said if it was a regular Sunday game that he would probably be able to go. It looks like he avoided major catastrophe. Are you still going after Hines or do you think that Hines will even have that much of an increased role or will he just keep the role that he already had? I would go after Hines. If if, if, I, if, I, if I'm already stacked at the running back position, I would definitely go out to Hines and sell him. Maybe okay. sell him to the Jonathan Taylor owner, if that makes sense, or even sell him to a team that's maybe panicking, no wins so far, and having running back issues, or could use that flex, you know. So I would probably use Hines more of a, a bargaining chip. A bargaining chip, yeah. Right, okay. than anything. Than, you. you know, just say, hey, I'm going to throw this guy in there week to week type of deal. No, I would definitely use him as a bargaining chip for this weekend, especially think about the JT owner. He more than likely was a first, a second pick in his draft 
have. So he probably doesn't have a whole lot of running back help anyway. So if he doesn't already have that handcuff, take Hines, use him. Maybe you could pull a receive out of him or something, you know, to boost your team that you have a need at. So that's what I would do. More running back issues going on. Atlanta's running back Cordell Patterson played 16 snaps in week four uh, against the Browns. He had nine carries, which was ranked third on the team behind Tal Allegier and Caleb Huntley, who uh, had 10 apiece. Now, Patterson wasn't targeted in the game either, which was kind of his bread and brother on, on last year. He did salvage his fantasy day with a 13-yard touchdown, but finished with just a total of 38 yards. Is this what we're going to see going forward or do you think there's some underlying issues going on with Cordell Patterson? I think he may be nicked up a little bit. I haven't gotten any details on what's going on with him, but that snap share kind of lets me know that either they're going a completely different direction and they want to have a committee or something's not quite right with Patterson. He was a little limited coming into the week, but it seems like you look at the pattern of the games they've been playing. It's kind of like game on, game off, game on, game off. And for example, game one, he had 22 touches. Game two, he had 10. Game Game three, 17, and now game four, nine carries. So I think it's one of those things where they kind of like, you know, it's every, they kind of like give them a low, give him a break, give him a low, give him a break because they kind of want this guy to be around because that's really the concern with him. I mean, he's truly a wide receiver playing running back and not really used to the wear and tear of a running back. I think they're just trying to give him a break in between games as far as with the touches. That's what it looks like the pattern is so far. Yeah, it looks like they're playing red light, green light with his uh, right. touches basically. Right, like, right. Basically, like, like okay, right. Right. it's like 20 touches, 10, 20, 10. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of like, and then in those games he had the 10, that's when you see Allegier and now Cape Hudley has emerged, uh, you know, and kind of split up that backfield a little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. That kind of makes Allegier, Huntley, and Patterson a little less valuable, in my opinion, um, whenever you go from two-headed monster to full-on committee, because it looks like they have about the same commitment to all, being that, that they gave both of those other backs 10 each. So. We had some quarterback issues go on this week. We'll start with the one that happened first. I am... I don't exactly know how to feel about this whole Tua Tonga Valoa situation. My thing is, if the doctor said he was good to go, and he said he was good to go, he said he had a back injury, not a head injury. And I know that's a bunch of he said, he said type stuff going on, but I don't see how the coach can make a decision based on anything other than what the player and the doctor is saying. So I don't think the coaches that fought here, as many have been indicating, they did fire the independent neurologist that was supposed to continue duct test. They said that he did several things that were out of order, but they didn't really embellish on what those things may have been. I guess at the end of the day, um, and, and two was already asking, okay, when can I get back in the game? I'm ready to go. So I don't know how the NFL is going to navigate this. They've already created a new rule that's going to be essentially tongue in cheek called the tour rule, where if it looks as if you're off balance at all, and there could be any sign of concussion, even if, even when they do the test, if you showed any signs, I don't think they're going to let you back in the game going forward, which that, that can be pretty damn significant, just depending on what happens to who and when. Just a, a little stumble could, could get you kicked out of the game. So the, the, these football players may want to think about that uh, standing eight count. You know, take your time before you just get up and then end up stumbling and now you're out the game. But Tua was a very concerning injury. But from all accounts, he's already asking, you know, when can I play again? So what were your thoughts on that situation? Man, this is a very uh, slippery situation for one. When you get these concussion protocol tests, what 
what are the tests? What questions are you asking? And just because someone can give you the correct answers don't mean they don't have a concussion. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm pretty sure there's probably levels of it, a concussion. I don't think all concussions Absolutely. are probably the same. So Sometimes symptoms don't present themselves until days or weeks after. Right. And we probably, you know, when, we, when I was playing, we've seen, we call it seeing stars. You know what I mean? Like, You're right. <laughs> and I'm sure right. I had a concussion. I've seen stars before. Absolutely. But I stayed times. in the game and I didn't like, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You just got your bell wrong. You know, that was the same. Exactly. Oh, you got your bell exactly. wrong. Let's you got go. Your bell wrong. Yeah. And you're still in the game. So Fine. just because you asked me what day it is, who's the president? Yeah, I know that. You know what I mean? So let's play football. You know what I mean? So because these players are going to try to do everything they can to stay on the field. So just because I can answer a few questions don't mean I don't have a concussion. Um, like you said, he was visibly kind of shaking from the film. I mean, you see, he's like, yo, this dude was like Bambi, you know, trying to walk, you know what right. I mean? Coming out. So, but this, but this independent neurologist or whoever he was, they're saying was fired. He's a scapegoat. I mean, come that's on, it's, it's pretty clear. That was like, obvious. Yeah. Like, 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 oh no, this guy, he said, yeah, it was some it's misunderstandings a, you know. and he's fired now. <laughs> like, nah. This will never happen the, again. Yeah, you got you're trying to save the out. organization. Like, you just right. don't want the yeah. Dolphins to be held accountable for this. They know this. It's too much going on right now with that organization for them to have another black guy between right. the owner and, right. and trying to the, the stuff with the Sean Payton and Tom Brady and Flores and like it's, so it's, it's too much. It's this too is much. like, uh, look here, we're gonna pay you like you working. Just take a break. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that's all it is. Make you sign non-disclosure, and we don't want to hear about it no more. And you These notice are... they didn't put any names out. They didn't <laughs> right. put any details out. None this this now, independent guy, like he just came from out the street. You know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah, he he doesn't have concussion. He can play. Nah, this is a guy that was working for y'all. He's hired by y'all. He works for the NFL. He works for the team. Like he's not just some random guy. Like come on. So that's how I feel about it. I mean, the players going to want to play, and the NFL going to want to protect their pockets because of all these CTE and all these different lawsuits they got. They never give a damn about these hits. They um, used to sell them. They used to. Right. They used to literally sell the videos right. for the greatest yeah, hits. Right. And then you know ESPN had the you got what was the thing? You got, oh, I know exactly what you're talking. Uh, about, um, uh, what was it? It, it was, was right after the come on, man. Like, you got it wasn't um, you got you got rocked, though. It was something, I can't something remember what like it was. that, yeah. Um, but, but it was a collage of the biggest hits, yeah. Down they sell you. this, but now once the lawsuit start coming, oh, oh, no, 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 let's get the right helmets, let's tackle correctly, let's do this, let's do that. You're just trying to save your, your pockets, so that's how I feel about it. Daniel Jones, as well as Tyrod Taylor, go down. They ended up running the Wildcat for a good bit of the game with Saquon Barkley essentially being the quarterback with Daniel Jones being just good enough to kind of get out there as a wide receiver because a whole bunch of those are hurt too. Jones is considered day-to-day with an ankle injury. Tyrod Taylor had a concussion. So there's optimism that Jones will be available for week five. Not exactly sure where Tyrod Taylor is on the concussion protocol. But man, the Giants just kind of, you know, got snake bitten last game. I think more important going forward, they, they may have an issue at quarterback. Yeah, it's looking like Daniel Jones will be able to play. It's probably an injury that doesn't seem very serious. I watched this game. Uh, the hell, they was running Wildcat. You know, what I'm saying the whole time, like lining Saquon up at the at the quarterback and Wildcat and running that. If, if Wanda Robinson or Kadarius Tony was present, we would have seen a lot more of them. I'm pretty sure yesterday with that situation going on, but uh, they probably kick the tires on some guys Tuesday, uh, some veterans, and, and, and get somebody else in there because they can't run one quarterback out there. So even if Tyrod won't be able to play this week, if Danny Jones is able to play this week, you will see uh, what's one of these guys. Guys, uh, not Glenn and uh, one of these weirdos that's on the fridge yeah, list grabbing yeah. a job for you know a while until they fix it. I mean, luckily they were going up against Chicago, who can't seem to pass the ball at all. Or pretty sure that would have been an L on their part, but they ended up winning the game.
game right. 20 to 12, which speaks, I believe, more to Chicago than anything. I don't understand why they won't throw the ball. Their offense is just it doesn't make sense. It's like it's almost like they hopped out of the frying pan into the fire as far as coaching is concerned because I just don't get like now granted you don't have a plethora of targets but still like you got to throw the ball. I don't I don't know how they expect to win just running whether it be with the running backs or the quarterback who now has the most rushing attempts in the NFL currently being Justin Fields. The funny thing about that real quick coming into this game Justin Fields had like the lowest over under passing yards in like the history of NFL going into the game, like as far as in the betting world, it was low, like a hundred and some yards. It was crazy. And he probably went under. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't see the plan for Chicago right now. They they need to get some receivers. We also had Brian Hoyer go out, so that left the Patriots with Zappi, the fourth-round quarterback pick, to not do very much when he got out there. Um, we were just kind of trying to hold it in the road, run the ball, and see what happened. That ended up being a loss for the Patriots against the Packers. Um, even with that being the case, as I told you guys on Friday, on Thursday, depending on when you got the episode, if you subscribe and follow anytime we put the episode out early, you'll be able to get it early. But I told you guys that nine and a half was a disrespectful line. Even with Zappy being the quarterback, it ended up going into overtime and being a three-point game. I still don't like the Packers. Yes, they've gotten a couple of wins in, but I think it's been more circumstance than talent. The Patriots are in trouble, man. Mac Jones, look, you can try to play the role of the superhero if you want to and come back early, but high ankle sprains don't just heal them themselves overnight and you're not exactly all that athletic to begin with i wouldn't want to risk it brian hoyer he may be okay he had a concussion so he, he may be good to go depending on how he progresses through the protocol i would throw hoyer back out there again for a couple of weeks if at all possible what do you have the gain at this point if you're the patriot it, it definitely seems like Mac jones has regressed you know year one everybody was saying oh Mac jones is the guy this and that but it doesn't seem that way and um, he's injured like you said before, a high ankle sprain is pretty serious. Definitely a, a multiple week injury for the most part. I guess you have, what can you do at this point? I mean, Zappy. Call Cam? No. You don't call Cam? No. Okay. For what? I mean, Zappy. He He's a quarterback. Ball, he I throws mean, the ball better than Cam. We need a body. Like, we, we got one dude with a concussion, one dude with a high ankle sprain, and only a fourth round quarterback that we don't have a backup for left. Well, I think Hoya, I mean, he probably cleared concussion protocol, I think. But you know. we, we had three quarterbacks to start with, though. Yeah, but so, make him, let him be the backup. Just start Zappy. That's what so, I would so do. So you wouldn't, like, I guess, if not Cam, that's cool, but you wouldn't bring in an additional quarterback? With, with what just happened with Hoyer? Because normally, if, once you get that concussion, it's a lot easier to get one that following week or within, you know, a relatively short amount of time. It's my understanding. Right. But At this point, what is, I mean, maybe they have a guy on a practice squad that can that elevate. Was happy. <laughs> oh, he was on the practice squad? Yeah, you, you remember we sent Stedham to uh, the Raiders, yeah. Yeah. and then we brought Zappy up off the practice squad. So that was, he was that guy. So One thing I about Zappy, I mean, he, he throws the ball pretty well. He's a, you know, you know, playbook, though. You yeah, he's a high risk, high reward. <laughs> like he's going he's gonna to give it away, but he's going to make some passes, too. He did throw a touchdown pass this game, even though it should have yeah. been a delay of game. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah. he, he did throw one, so. You got Julio Jones who got nicked up in Sunday's game. It was an undisclosed injury. They didn't say exactly what it was, but Todd Bowles did report to the Athletic that he was nicked up and that he missed a portion of the game. Not exactly sure what's going on there, but at this point, it's kind of par for the course for Julio. Traylon Burks was seen on crutches uh, and sporting a boot on his left foot after Sunday's 24-17 win over the Colts. So, yet another issue with Traylon going on. Not exactly sure of the details.
details of exactly what's going on. But when you're in a boot and on crutches, that's not normally something that's just going to go away over the week. Have you heard anything about either one of those injuries going on? You shouldn't have Hula on your team at this point, man. Time to let he, him ride out in the yeah, way. <laughs> he, he, he didn't took enough of a beat and go, out, go ahead and bring him on here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, lie, lie. We, we've already seen, of course, we all in love with the Atlanta Falcon Julio, but that guy is no longer here. It's, just let it go. I mean, lower body, I don't know what's up with him. Anywhere from his hamstring to his ankle, it's a problem. He's, he's just got bad wheels. And I mean, overcompensating. Like, it's one injury that's causing another. Right. So at this point, man, he shouldn't even be on your roster. I think Traylon, I don't know the issue with him yet as far as the severity of that injury. I know the team said they wanted to come out and get him more involved and things of that nature. He is needed. So if it's definitely it's in the dynasty, you just hold on to him. But in the redraft, I was just, honestly, in the redraft, I'd be comfortable dropping him because there's a lot do. of guys. There's a lot of guys that's available are starting to take little leaps. We just spoke on the Packers, Romeo Dobbs. This guy, he would not just take the bull by the horns. Right. It's there. It he is. can be the man. He drop up. He gonna cost me the game. Look like in my league every <laughs> week is some from for me for the loop. I'm losing because of like little stuff like this. This dude drop a 45 yard touchdown at the end of the game. Yep. They didn't even have to go to the uh, overtime. I mean, he hit him right in the basket. He caught it. He just right. couldn't bring it in. Like, he led the team That's to targets. I think um, Jones was on him. The, the Patriots cornerback Jones was on him. Yeah. And it was a beautiful pass. It, like you said, it hit him. Like, and right. he, he caught mean, it, but then it dropped it. Like, he, right. he caught it. You're right, though. Those, I mean, those like, rookies are having rookie issues right now. And Rodgers is, like, losing his mind. Like, damn. Like, yes, he is. And this is, he didn't lead the league in targets two weeks in a row. So, you got guys that's... You know, again, you could drop Trey Line. You still have these guys emerging like him. But man, he just won't. Gosh, he's going to cost me another game. It's like, I can't damn find Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got another young guy that was forced out of Sunday's game, but he is right now a silver lining in the dark cloud out there with the commanders. Jahan Dotson, he's having a hamstring issue, but he indicated that he should be good to go for Sunday. It wasn't anything major. He caught another touchdown this week. He does seem to have quite a bit of rapport with Wentz. And right now, he's holding pace with some of those wide receivers that we have in great esteem as far as fantasy is concerned. As far as Jahan is concerned, is this a guy that you go get or do you think it's fool's goal to this point? I mean, he has, I want to say, four or five touchdowns and we're going into week five? No, I don't think it's fool's goal. I think he's become the red zone target because as you can see in these Washington games, he doesn't have a lot of yardage. Right. But he oh, he catches touchdowns. So when they get there towards yep. the end zone, Wentz is looking for him. You know what I mean? So he seemed like he had a became the kind of red zone target. So it's definitely not fool's goal. Like I said, he doesn't catch a lot of balls. He's kind of touchdown dependent. That makes his in a way for a receiver, but kind of like a good glorified tight end. Like Exactly. Yep. That's you know what, what I was going to say. Yeah, he's kind of like a glorified tight end. He might only give you five catches, four catches, but it can be two touchdowns in those four or five catches yep, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, Wide receiver nah. three, flex. I love it. For that. sure. For sure. Depending upon how this hamstring progresses through the week. That's yeah, it's, it's probably just a little tweak. You know what I mean? It's probably not yeah, a that's what he called it. That's what, that's what they said. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah McKenzie is being evaluated for a head injury during Sunday's game. McKenzie is looking like he's taken over and he's one of the more consistent and cheaper guys that you can get in that offense that you can depend on each week. Normally, unless it's, you know, a guy that has multiple concussions in multiple weeks, you can kind of depend on him to be back. Normally, relatively within a week or two, unless something went really wrong. But Isaiah McKenzie, maybe 
be someone who, I mean, we told you about him being on the waiver, you know, before this week. Hopefully he may still be there for you if you didn't pick him up or if you need any wide receiver help. That's a guy that I think is going to be dependent on all year by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely would monitor this and see the severity of concussion. If he does miss a game, I mean, go get you some of that good crowd of stock who will probably be the guy that'll fill in at that slot position. They already been sharing the role already, but he'd probably be the full-time guy. Him, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Allen do have a nice poor and Gabriel Davis been kind of hobbling around. So that's why you kind of see a more of an emergence of Isaiah. I like it. And that pretty much wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and get into waiver wire go. All right, good people. So as the weeks go by, the waivers tend to dry up just a little bit, but there tends to still be that gold nugget out there in some leagues if it hasn't been pillaged just yet. A lot of leagues are a little bit deeper, so some of these guys may not be available, but in your 10 and 12 team leagues, good bit of them will be. So, uh, Vander, go ahead and hit us up with your first guy that you have for waivers this week. Oh, man. Phew. Let's go and get to this guy right here, man. I know. I know. You know him. You just cut him. And I sound to go get him. George Pickens. Yep. George he's Pickens, on my list P- too. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's like 39% roster in leagues. We've seen the difference between Kyle Pickett and Trubisky. As yep. soon as Pickett came in, the light came on. George you Pickens I mean? had 13.2 fantasy points in half point PPR leagues, eight targets, mm. six receptions, 102 yards. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? And he led us to us with those eight targets. The talent was never in doubt when it comes to this guy. We would call him uh, NFL young boy. You know what I'm saying? He he said he's always open. Pickett did find him early and often once he entered the game. So I definitely think you should go grab this guy, man. He could definitely be, he can get some wide receiver two, I think, production. But he's probably going to be more in the wide receiver three, four range on the okay, norm. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Pickens or Dotson? Because Dotson is still available on some wires as well. I like Pickens because the Not volume. Not touchdown dependent? Yeah, yeah okay. more volume. You. You know what I'm saying? Like gotcha. He had he led this team. Like this team had Deontay Johnson, uh, Claypool, Fire Move. He led the team in targets. And you know how it I is. I don't think Claypool had a catch. Mm. You know how it is. The the young, the young uh the backup always have a rapport with the young receiver. And these guys probably gonna be more connected to him. He probably got more rapport with pickings do he do with Deontay. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So but now I saw something saying that Tomlin hadn't made a final decision over whether or not he was going he, to actually move to he, him he or whether to. or not it was just yeah, I, know, I, mean, I agree. Because I mean I pickings do look at the, the box score, you'd be like, oh, damn, he threw three picks. If you watch the game, no, nah, those weren't his faults. The first the first pick, Claypool hit him in the hands. He got tipped in the air, got picked. The second one, same thing, hit the guy in the hands, got picked. And then the last one was like a Hail Mary. So it wasn't like he was just throwing a ball away. Like the, You could see the actual jolt in the team's offense when he entered the game. Yeah, it did so, seem like they kind of had some type of a spurt. If you yeah, know. they were stagnant. You know, they yeah. were scoring nothing. And he came in, led a couple drives, he ran two in. And nah, they, he definitely to make that move and so get go get george pickens man i'm telling you i have as my first guy up and this is a guy again that we've talked about a couple of times but it's proven to be true Raheem mostart put up nine and a 9.1 points and a half point ppr he had 69 yards on 15 attempts the attempts is what i'm looking at if you need running back help and you have a guy that's getting 15 attempts and he's the prototypical guy for that offense now i still believe at some point in time mostart is probably going to get hurt when it happens it happens but if you need running back help right now, he's a guy that I feel you should definitely go get. Yeah, Mostert. I like Mostert as well. I'm going to 
gonna stick with the running back position. And I spoke a little bit on it. This guy's zero percent on in most leagues. And that's the boy Mike Boom. I think with the Javonta Williams leg injury, it's definitely gonna be something a little serious. It's gonna keep him out for a while. As he did exit, you know, Mike Boom was on the field and not Melvin Gordon. So, you know, you know, this guy was I think Melvin Gordon was in that doghouse for them two from the two fumbles, and one of them was a fumble return for six points. I mean, you have six points, six Yeah, not I mean, six. With that being said, Gordon is very unlikely to be a bell cow. Facts. He's 29 years old. I don't uh, think they want to depend on him. Right. So I definitely think Mike Bone is definitely a guy you definitely need to go grab. They're still going to be. They going to get somebody? I I would have to see who that other guy is. I can't remember his name. But I don't definitely. I don't. I don't see them bringing another guy into. It, it's another guy on the chart, or you mean? Uh, yeah. You have you. Oh, yeah, I think I'll it's another guy on that chart, but I don't think I don't see them bringing in another like veteran to. To leapfrog Boone, if that's what you're asking. I think Boone is the guy that's going to play that 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 Javante role. So, so if they do bring in someone, it'll just be someone who will basically just be a third guy, just in case right. one of these. They guys. probably probably a practice yeah. squad guy. They probably up, upgrade or something like that. But I don't see them bringing in another guy to command snaps. If that's what you're asking. No, they don't have anybody else. It's Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Mike Boone. They have Andrew Beck as a fullback. But yeah, they don't have another but, running back, so it's just the two of them. Yeah, I'll probably have to look at their practice squad. Yeah, they, they, I mean, maybe they, they Adrian Peterson. Maybe Adrian Peterson to come in. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think he wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, he'd be ready. So, so something else home. that you said last week came to fruition. Yeah, we looked at Zach Wilson coming back for the Jets. Uh, yeah, we spoke on the fact that Corey Davis was the guy that he had the most rapport with, even though he's not the most talented. Corey right. Davis put up fifteen point nine points in the half point PPR, seven targets, five receptions. 74 yards and a touchdown as soon as Wilson was back in the game. This was what I was worried about for Garrett that I was speaking on last week. Right. He just doesn't have the rapport with Zach. I don't know that he would be the guy that I would attempt to depend on. I, I just don't see them having the time to develop the rapport in season, in game, when he already has the rapport with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, Corey Davis more so than Moore. Corey Davis is out there on most waivers. And he's going to be targeted. He's going to be utilized. So if you need a guy that's going to put up wide receiver two points in a, in several weeks, but a steady wide receiver three slash flex, I would look at Corey Davis. Okay, this one may be nothing, but it may be something. And that's the 0% rostered Latavius Murray. And this all depends mm. on Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Like, what's going on with Kamara? If Kamara's out, you want him. If he's in, you might not want him. But um, Mark Ingram you know even what, got I think he, I think he's going to take Mark Ingram drive either way. Yeah, I mean, he outplayed him. Mark Ingram did get banged up a bit. So that did increase the workload that we've seen from Latavius Murray. Mm -hmm. But he had 11 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, what um, he did with that workload was more than what Mark Ingram has done. So. For sure. And he's already accustomed to this 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 playbook. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. He's been yeah. there before. It's the same, you know, setup. So he came in and showed you know, he looked a little They fresh. brought him back for a reason. They they, yeah. they could have brought back somebody that wouldn't have acquired as much money. They could have bought, you know, a young guy, an undrafted guy, whatever the case is. They brought back a guy that they knew exactly what they would get. And be honest, I think even if Kamara comes back, I think he can win that RB2 job. I exactly. Mean, over Ingram. I think Ingram is pretty much finished, in my yeah. opinion. If Kamara's out one more week, which I don't know if he will be, but if he's out one more week, I think Murray will show them that you need to go ahead and put Ingram out the pasture. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Who else you got up next on your list? Uh, up next, I got, I'm going to say probably one last guy, and uh, that'll be Michael Gallup. 
you know, he did make we his told return. You about that last week. We told yeah. y'all last week about Michael Gallup. Yeah, he did make his turn from that ACL. He didn't play a full, you know, complement of snaps, but he looked good physically, you know. He did. He it looked like we we're about to see Dak Prescott come back. So this would be another weapon for him I, as well. I honestly think they're going to let Prescott sit until they lose the game. I, don't I wouldn't think so. rush him back. I, I, I would not rush him back. I don't think so. I mean, it's cool. I, I, I think looks you can good, mess up but... the rest of your season if you do that. Because it's the same thing that Russell Wilson did. Same injury. It's a similar injury, but the difference between Russell's and Dex is with the thumb. Russell's fracture was where the thumb bends. So it's harder for him to hold the ball, where Dak Prescott's fracture is more going up the thumb, if that makes sense. So it's it's not quite it's the same injury, but it's in different places. So it's not quite the same. I know a lot of people want to compare the Russell fracture to the Dak fracture, but Russell was where your thumb bends. It was in that area. While Dak's fracture is like on the side of your thumb going up. So it's yeah. the break is actually in a different spot where Russell, of, of course, would have trouble holding and gripping the ball because his thumb has to bend. Where Dak, he doesn't have that pain in that area. It's more on the side of the finger. Okay. Just a couple more guys before we get into week four reviews. I have Naeem Hines based on the Jonathan Taylor news. I think that he'll get a little bit more run than what he would normally get, but he'll pretty much keep his role that he um, has had. So in PPR, I definitely like him for a week or two as JT gets back. I also like Brian Robinson if he's still available. I believe that Riverboat Ryan is still going to give him his opportunity when he comes back and he's already been activated. He's going to be in that lineup probably this coming week. And Van already spoke on Kenny Pickett. So that's what we're looking like for the waivers for this week. Let's go ahead and get into the week four review. All right, guys, just a couple of highlights and lowlights, if you will, from the week. We have several teams that are in flux. We have other teams that are kind of starting to get it together. In the humble words of Rafiki, the king has returned. Titans running back Derrick Henry ran for 114 yards and a touchdown in Sunday's win over the Colts. He also led the team with five targets, catching three of them for 33 yards. King Henry has always been a stud between the tackles. If you're about to start throwing him the ball too, he might just be the cheat code. The Titans overall, they had a modest day. Uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, he completed 17 of 21 of his pass attempts for 137 yards. He's only averaging six and a half point yards per attempt. He had two touchdowns. So Robert Woods had a decent day. He had a touchdown. One of the rookie tight ends ended up by scoring as well. Dontrell Hilliard tied with the team's uh, lead with four passes caught. So Dontrell Hilliard is also still very much involved. What do you think about Titans for this week? It's a pretty good game. Pretty efficient. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, like you said, 17 for 21. He only threw 137 yards, but two scores. Derrick Henry did seem like to get back in, in Derrick Henry mode. It was good to finally see Robert Woods catch a touchdown. Right. Looking at this game again, the story of the game is Jonathan Taylor. What is wrong? Because uh, this is three games. Well, now we in. know it's the ankle. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you spent your first. This is easily the first or second pick in your draft, more likely first. And the production just hasn't been there, you know. And it's kind of funny because watching these Colts games, this is like a top three offensive line in the NFL, and it just haven't looked like it. Something's missing. They haven't. So, I agree with that. I, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it seems like no Matt Ryan is on the run. But also, this is something. Also, another thing, Mo Ali Cox. He caught two touchdowns this game, so yep, he may be a guy that you want to pick up 
up as well. Maybe we'll see something there. What I'm noticing is you can kind of play Russian roulette with the tight ends. One of them going to catch touchdown. Who it's going to be, who knows? And if you pick the wrong one, they might not do much of anything. Uh, last week, it was Jelani Woods, the rookie, with two touchdowns caught um, at the tight end position. So, yeah, if you're if you're in a streaming type of a situation, kind of flip that coin, you might just end up winning. That's just something to keep in mind if you have issues at tight end. The Cowboys wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, led his team in targets with eight. He also had six receptions, 97 yards, and caught one of Cooper Rush's two passing touchdowns in Sunday's win over the Commanders. And he ended up with about 30% of the target share. So that's starting to rise a little bit. Do we think that we continue to see the emergence of CeeDee Lamb when that comes back? Or is this just a connection that Rush has with Lamb that we didn't really much see when Dak was in the game, especially no. with Gallup being back? Yeah, I don't want people to get, you know, get it confused and think, oh, Cooper Rush, man, he's a guy like these have been some pretty good matchups. <laughs> Let's just face it. Like the Washington Commanders came in True. on the worst team against the pass last. So it wasn't a surprise to see CD do well. I played him in like DFS tournaments and things of that nature. Like it was pretty much a no brainer. No, I don't think it'd be a difference. It depends on the matchup. We see him face teams that have better corners and he didn't do much of nothing. Then we see games where he get the better matchup and he does well. So I think it's really just all about the matchup being a chemistry between the two wide receivers. I mean, the two quarterbacks. Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks caught all seven of his targets, 57 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers. The Texans rookie running back Damian Pierce had a 75-yard touchdown run that kind of bolstered his points for the week. So he racked up a total of 131 yards on 14 attempts. He also had six receptions, only eight yards, but in PPR, that's still plenty of points to kind of bolster that floor of his. What are we thinking about what's going on with the Texans? Pierce is the man. He's now commanding the backfield. We've seen that. I guess everybody been kind of waiting for this Pierce to show his face, and he finally did. We're still waiting for Davis Mills. He did have a better game this week, which I figured he would against this kind of like choppy Charger defense. Cook finally got in the end zone. Uh, but again, they're just waiting to see what Davis Mills, he's, he's, he's going to take them as far as they can go. So is he a franchise quarterback or he's just a guy that's, you know, playing the role of a quarterback? So that's pretty much what this game based on. He also in this game, it's also good to finally see Austin Eckler you know, pay dividends for you and your because where you draft the Matt, he wasn't doing anything. And this is like the best matchup in the game in the league for him. Like this team team came in one of the worst. So I knew like, okay, if Eckler doesn't do it this week, then he just ain't got nothing left. You know what I'm saying? If you but, remember what was said on last week, we told you guys to go get Austin Eckler this week because he was going to be one of those guys that was going to end up showing and prove. I believe that Vander said specifically that again, if he didn't show up against this specific team, right, it's it's, it's over for him. But right. he ended up scoring. <laughs> um, I want to say he scored twice on the ground and once through the air. Um, Thirteen carries to sixty yards, and then he had a fourteen-yard receiving touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's so, classic. Um, Forty-nine that's classic total. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he he did what he normally does. So I I think they're going to try to stay in the flames with him as far as that's concerned. Now, with that being said, I believe Keenan Allen should be back. So that'll be a few less targets for all. But Mike Williams had a good day. Seven balls for 120 yards, 11 targets. Gerald Everett, who again was one of Joe's guys that he was telling you to go get at tight end. He finished with five for 61 and a touchdown. So on on six targets. So he was very efficient in his day out. And this is a guy that's putting up tight end one numbers. Pay attention to to what's there. And he's still on a lot of waivers. So 
that's a guy that I would definitely make sure I'm paying attention to as far as waivers is concerned. Even as far as dynasty is concerned, as far as tight end go, he's not an elder statesman, if you will. I want to say he's only like 29 years old, and this is going to be his position. He has a young quarterback, and the Chargers have always used the tight end traditionally. So I like the direction that Everett is going in. The Lions, Jared Goff, 378 passing yards, four passing touchdowns in Sunday's loss to the Seahawks. TJ Hawkinson ended up being the lion's share of those targets and receptions. He had eight catches for 179 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets, which was about 30% of Detroit's total pass attempts. And with DeAndre Swift out, Lions running back Jamal Williams took over the backfield and racked up 108 yards on 19 attempts with two touchdowns. That was a guy that we told you on last week as well that you would want to start this week for sure. Let's go ahead and throw out the Seahawks numbers here. Geno Smith threw for 320 yards, two touchdowns. And this is second straight game with 320 plus yards. He favored DK, of course, uh, DK and Lockett, targeting them with a combined 60% of his pass attempts. Metcalf caught seven of 10 looks for 149 yards. Lockett ended up catching six for 91 on eight targets. And another sleeper tight end, tight end Will Disley, ended up catching all of his targets as well. Disley had a touchdown, as it were. Rashad Penny, one of the guys that you touted in the beginning of the year, and you were kind of saying, the same thing mm-hmm. if he doesn't do it this week mm-hmm. he ain't gonna get done he put go. up 151 yards and two touchdowns on 17 carries in sunday's victory over the lions he scored from 36 and 41 yards out in the second half of the game it's safe to say barring injury kenneth walker is there to spell penny and penny's the man hey. so what we got on those two teams hey you pretty much said it especially in a dfs setting pretty much told you the guys to get Again, I told my even my brother, he always called me right before kickoff, trying to get some last minute picks and guys like that. And I told him, I said, I like I love Penny. He's like, man, Rashad Penny, I'm, I'm telling you. I said, this is the game. Like I said, we gonna see the penny that we seen at the end of last year. Bingo. And I think he's just he's finally taking the that role. He is the man. When he gets the good matchups, I think he's gonna play well. Detroit is just a you know, it's a dream matchup. Jamal Williams, again, yeah, we spoke on. There you go. You know he's gonna do what he's gonna do. He played well this game. Reynolds. It was good to see Reynolds step in that. that yeah. Uh, they had a uh, whole Hawkinson. lot of receivers out for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Hawkinson was pretty much a no-brainer play. Chark is out. Amon is out. Swift is out. Those are like three of the guys that usually get most of the targets. Absolutely. So he, he was the man that took the target share. So, it was good to see golf play well. Even though Seattle defense is the greatest, but it was just good to see him actually play well, even with with not so many weapons on the field. So that was a good a good thing. Marcus Mariota completed just seven of 19 pass attempts for 139 yards and an interception while rushing five times for three yards in Sunday's 23-20 to 20 win over Cleveland. They pretty much pulled that one out of the ass. Mariota, he's not the guy. Do we see Atlanta bring in Ritter the same way Pittsburgh brought in Pickett? Or because there's a win involved, does he get just a little bit more length on that leash? No, I think we definitely will see Ritter before the year is out. This guy's horrible, man. Again, killing me. I don't get it. Like, why can't these guys get Kyle Pitts involved in offense? It's just beyond me. I don't get it. I just I just can't wrap my head around it. He's and it's clear. the same offense that he used. What was my guy? Delaney, Delaney Walker. Walker. Yeah. He, Delaney Walker was an all-star. It's same offense, same quarterback, same coach. I, I don't understand. Don't I don't I just 
just can't wrap my head around it. But the times you see guys end up in the wrong places, man. You can have all the talent in the world, but if guys are not, if these coaches aren't utilizing you correctly, this is what you're going to get. But they did pull this game out, out of their ass, like, because they, it was, I mean, they didn't do anything offensively to really win this game. I mean, they ran the ball well. We did see Caleb Huntley, uh, Allegheny, they ran the ball well on the field, we, which we figured would happen with Miles Garrett and uh, Clowney out. You figure, you know, be able to move the ball on the ground. Again, man, Watching this game, I think Nick Chubb has claimed, you know, took the claim of being the best back in the league right now, in my opinion, as far as uh, fantasy goes. He's just a guy. Nick Chubb is the, is the man. So he, he did play well as well. We have the Packers that went up against the Patriots. Rodgers completed 21 of 35 passes for 251 yards, two touchdowns and interception. It's Sunday's 27 to 24 overtime win against the Patriots. Now, Alan Lazard caught six of eight targets for 116 yards in the overtime win. And it's looking like Lazard is going to be the guy as far as the deep ball. Right now, Dobbs has the opportunity to kind of take over, but it's looking like the comfortability is going to remain with Lazard. So I think he's a guy that you can kind of get and depend on on a weekly basis just by happenstance. By the time years in, he will have been a guy that gets you wide receiver two numbers in most weeks, and he's going to have some wide receiver one numbers like he did this week. Yeah, man, Dobbs just... <laughs> Again, Aaron Rodgers, yo. Aaron Rodgers is the man, yo. This dude's a goat. You know what I'm saying? He definitely, a, I mean, we spoke on him one time before, and y'all was like, what? I'm telling you, this dude's a top five quarterback of all time. Easy. I mean, this dude the goat, man. Like, I know his attitude rubbed people the wrong way, his character, but that boy the man. And working with what he's working with, showing that, you know, he can still get it done. Um, ground game, man, Aaron uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon did well this game. They both still, you know, getting RB-style touches. So moving forward, I think we'll still see those guys do what they do. Patriots are not going to probably lean a little bit more on the run game due to their quarterback situation. I think they got the New York Giants. I think they got the New York Giants next week or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But you you definitely see them handing that rock off uh, Stevenson. It was good. I think he had like 14 touches, which is pretty good playing that second role. Right. They played, matter of fact, they played Detroit next week. Nice. So, hum, hum. You know, so, so one of them guys are going to. Now, this is the tricky part. Who is it going to be? <laughs> but honestly, I, depending on your league type, it could be both. Because I believe in PPR, mm-hmm. both of them will get you enough points that one can be an RB2, one can be a flex. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at standard, I think it'll be an either or unless both get a touchdown. But I can see Stevenson having the higher floor because he's clearly the third down guy and he right. mixes in on first and second. Yeah, so they, that's, that's, those are going to be some good plays for next week if you're playing DF. Baker Mayfield completed 22 of 36 passes for 197 yards and a touchdown, two interceptions, and Sunday's 26-16 to 16 loss to the Cardinals. He also had two carries but gained zero yards on him. He lost the fumble, and he has now failed to reach 200 passing yards in three straight games. He's yet to toss more than one touchdown in a game this year. We found a way to break DJ Moore. DJ Moore has been consistent no matter who was throwing him the ball. At this point, DJ Moore is actually going out on Twitter and begging for the services of Sam Darnold. The Baker Mayfield experience and experiment is over. He's not that dude. And if he don't humble himself, he won't even be a backup. But this guy is not the guy. I don't understand. Like, you got CMC and DJ Moore. What more do you need to at least look competent? 
I, I don't understand what he's doing. I don't understand what he doesn't see. This guy, he, he just isn't it. He couldn't have asked for a better situation in a show improve year. And he's showing and proving that he's exactly what OBJ's daddy showed in that video. He's trash. <laughs> trash. He destroys wide receivers. This is, I mean, it, you, you go from OBJ, okay, may, maybe it's OBJ. May, maybe he's the, okay, all right, all right. DJ Moore has never had an issue with any quarterback, and now he all of a sudden isn't good anymore? No, Baker Mayfield needs to go and just redefine his game if it, that is possible and be somebody's backup somewhere. He's better than Chase Daniels. He's better than, I guess he's better than Mitch Trubisky, better than maybe Gartner Minshew. He, he could be a decent backup somewhere, but his days have been a starter for anybody, barring injury. In my opinion, is open. Yeah, I mean, I think Sam Darnold will see snaps this year once he returns off IR. Maybe that's McKay. another waiver guy. If you have an IR spot and you have the ability to pick up someone and they go straight to your IR and you don't have to drop someone to get them, that right. may be someone if you have any quarterback issues, you know, super flex, two QB leagues that you might want to try to pick up if he's still on waiver. Most definitely. And then, I, I, me personally, I would sell McCaffrey. If you have a Carolina Panther fan, you know that. But what about when Darnold come back? Him and Darnold had a thing going. Yeah, that's cool, but this dude's always nicked up. That's true. He had the quiet injury this like, week. And that came from where? <laughs> practice. You see what I'm saying? Like, from a game, yeah. We're talking about practice, man. Practice. <laughs> not the game. Practice. Not the game. He got hurt in practice. Shout out I, to AI. I just had enough of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Carolina Panthers as a whole. like Just sell them all. You know what I'm saying? He probably won't get much for DJ Moore, but you still get some value for Christian. Again, if you're in a, a two-quarterback league, it's kind of tight. Go ahead. Get Sam Darnold. I've even thought about getting him in our league, but I didn't have an IR spot for him, so I didn't want to put him on my bench. But if you have an IR spot available, just go ahead and grab him. He did play well the first couple of games last year as a starter. If, um, if you recall, he was actually the number one quarterback in rushing touchdowns through the first month of the season. Then yeah. he ended and CMC both got hurt. Right. But Baker is, he is who he thought he was. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. No more, no less. That pretty much wraps up the show. We'll be back to you in just a couple of days. Make sure that you follow and subscribe. The show is scheduled to come out on Friday. Make sure that you stay tuned. We will continue to give you the gems that you need to get through your season. We out.